0: i'm back with another episode and although the boys are on holiday i am slowly coming off of mine so let's strap in as we talk a little bit of chelsea football looking at our recent form and what to expect in the month of february we talk a little bit about the afcon craziness and we talk just a tiny bit about what the u.s men's national team has looked forward to with the world cup qualifying so let's strap in because if you're ready i am It's another episode of A Red and A Blue. What's up, everybody? I am back. Happy Friday. Uh, First and foremost, I mean, I think that's the most important thing is... (laughs) I got to check in with my people, whoever's listening, even if it's just two of us out there. I hope whoever is the other person on the other side of this podcast. I hope you're having a terrific Friday. It is January the 28th. We are quickly approaching February, and um, the boys are on holiday. So that means that the Chelsea Talk this week is really just a lot on, you know, as it always is, kind of where we are as a squad, our recent form, where we stand on the table, both on the women's and the men's side. We're going to look at some of the upcoming games we're gonna look at the trophies on the line it's been a year with Thomas which has been awesome so we're gonna talk about the year of uh, kind of being underneath Thomas Tuchel as our as our manager and of course there's a lot of other soccer news with um, the boys being on holiday that also means that there's a little bit of international football happening so the AFCON is going on right now plus the uh, US men's national team is currently in their hexagonal qualifying for the World Cup so Sunday we play Canada a huge matchup so lots of talk about today i'm really super duper excited um so let's kind of just jump into it um again happy friday i hope everybody's doing good i kind of have some music playing in the background i've just been kind of vibing this morning and um so i'm just kind of letting the soundtrack kind of take me where it goes so if you can hear that i hope it's not too loud i've turned it down Um, but if you can't hear it i hope it just provides some uh just some chill vibes in the back but Anyway, we're going to jump into the soccer talk. First, um, I'm going to go ahead and just get some of this international news out of the way. I think that's going to be not obviously the most... Robust part of the show Um, But the AFCON has been going on If you've been paying any attention to the African Cup of Nations um, It has been insane I mean there's been some crazy news that has come out of this competition I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode But like a game was stopped multiple times Before it even hit the 90 minute clock It was like wild Like the game ended up being cancelled You know uh, a lot happened where one team forfeited For not coming back out It was just madness And then on top of that we've had some issues with Kind of the housing and the living situations of teams And how there's a huge discrepancy towards some of the bigger, more respected squads in the AFCON versus some of the smaller, lesser-known nations. Um, plus, there was this huge uh, stadium collapse of the game where eight, at least eight were killed. So, the AFCON has been not only a lot of news on the pitch, but a lot of news off of it. Um, so, if you haven't been paying attention, you should definitely go just just go just go look up some of the recent news on that tournament as it's been kind of going on over the last month but just kind of catch you guys up to what's going on right now the afcon is officially in its quarterfinals we've got gambia versus cameroon we've got egypt versus morocco Birkin Faso, I definitely probably said that wrong, versus Tunisia. Senegal versus Equatorial Guinea. Um, so if you are paying attention or if you know anything about soccer, Senegal and Egypt hold Liverpool's two stars, um, as well as Senegal also holds our keeper, Eduard Mindy. Um, and they are on opposite sides of the table. So they, there's a chance that, well, it's 100% going to happen, that Sadio Mane and Eduard Mindy, could miss the World Cup, or we could see a World Cup without the Egyptian, um, which you know, you know, is kind of that guy. So you know, you kind of want to see him there. So it's it's you know, it, as a Chelsea fan, I'm obviously support Edouard Mindy and Senegal. Edward Mindy and Senegal. I want them to go, and I want him to get another his hands on another trophy. He's had a phenomenal year since he signed for us, and I kind of want that mojo to keep going so he can come back to the squad, obviously in, in great form. But um, I think either way, this is going to come down to which African nation can kind of hold their water best. Um, Every team's kind of looked beatable. Egypt got in off of a penalty. Um, All the games have been close throughout. There's been lots of controversy in most of the games. At one point, a team had to field, like, put a field player in as goalie. Um, And the dude, just because he's instinctually thinking, I can't use my hands, tried to make a save with his body, threw his hands behind his back. So, like, this is the stuff you see in the AFCON. So we thought the CONCACAF was, you know, its own thing you know the afcon has definitely said hold my beer so um yeah pay attention to the quarterfinals those are right around the corner speaking of Concacaf, as i mentioned earlier the u.s men's national team is currently playing in the hexagonal as we're approaching world cup qualifying ends for you know the north american and the south american clubs our you know nations and things like that um so right now we've got uh canada top of the table the U.S. second, and then Mexico in third, all separated by a point, um, with the U.S. men's national team and Canada picking up points yesterday. I don't know if Mexico played yesterday, um, but, I mean, if they did play, I think, I mean, obviously they picked up points because everybody's kind of stayed in their same position. Um, But Canada and and the U.S. men's national team play on Sunday evening, so that is a huge matchup. I think it's going to be important to see what we do. I think the last time we played them, we ended up with a draw, Um, I think that was in Nashville, maybe late September. I have to go back and check, but I mean, Canada's been on the rise, and although the U.S. men's national team has had a really good last year with two trophies over Mexico, kind of being able to silence our biggest rival and kind of put that rivalry in a place of, okay, we have some sense of dominance, but now Canada's been kind of looking at the chops, and they've been ready for us, and I think that's going to be, you know, that next step, right, of being able to say, hey, uh, we're securing this place of dominance in CONCACAF, so I think We've got to come out. We got to play well on Sunday, and it'll be interesting to see if Pulisic is captained again, you know, if he has a much better I don't think he had a poor performance last night by any means, but I think if he has a better showing, uh, we got the job done, and that's the most important part, is getting a goal um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm really excited to see what it looks like especially knowing that Canada is going in this match without Alfonso Davies, so um, not saying that Canada is not good at every other position, but Alfonso Davies is kind of their talisman, you know, so um, we <clears throat> Excuse me. Got to take advantage of, got to take advantage of that absence, right? So I'm excited. The matchup should be fun. Um, that's Sunday, I believe. That game is at eight o'clock. Uh, so if you guys want to tune in, I definitely think you should pay attention to that matchup. Again, it's the one versus the two. So if you guys. Um are interested at all in the future of the U.S. Men's National Team when it comes down to, sorry, it's not at 8 o'clock, it is at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Do not tune in at 8 o'clock. But if you are interested and intrigued to see where the U.S. Men's National Team is going, and especially since we missed out on the last World Cup, this game is super pivotal. I think after this, we only have five more games left in the hexagonal. We kind of control our fate after that. We've played all the big teams that we have to really be worried about twice. Um, I think we maybe have Jamaica one more time. So, um, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun, but it'll be um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting. And I think if we can get this win on Sunday, um, we'll be in a great place. So, anyway, as we push through that international news, now we can kind of focus on some Chelsea football. So I want to start off with the women's team. Um, They are back in action. It's been kind of a long absence. A lot of the games were canceled or postponed or things like that. Um, Plus, with some of our recent results, um, we didn't. Well, we see ourselves falling out of Champions League. Uh, we lost in the uh, lost to Reading in the Supers League back in December. So we really needed a good run of fixtures. So we got back in January nineteenth. Was our first official game back after a pretty long break. Four uh, two win over West Ham in the Tyrese Cup. So still pushing for another uh, title there. Uh, then we also had a nil a nil nil draw to Brighton in the Super League that we followed up again. Uh, actually two days ago on Wednesday with a 2-0 win again off of, over West Ham. So looks like we've had a pretty good run over West Ham over the last about week or so. And so that's got us right now with a game in hand, sitting four points behind Arsenal, who picked up a pretty big win yesterday um, off of a beautiful Mead goal. I mean, that goal was off of a free kick. If you guys go look it up, it's um, uh, Arsenal women. Uh, I can't remember her first name, but I know her last name is Mead. She's. I saw it up on Instagram earlier. She hit it from, uh, let's say, left side of the box – curled it right right far post, keeper couldn't even move, Just had her frozen. Beautiful goal. But, yeah, so right now we're four points behind Arsenal uh, with, a, with a game in hand, though. So I think our next upcoming fixture looks like – let me pull it up, pull it up. Let's see, today's the 28th, so we play Villa tomorrow in the FA Cup, so that will be a good matchup. Um, then we got – Uh, Manchester United on the second in the Tyrese Cup so our next league matchup will be on the sixth against Manchester City so that's a Sunday so that'll be at 7.30 in the morning so if it's on I'm gonna try to get up and watch it I don't know if uh, the Chelsea men's team plays that Sunday if it does I'm gonna make it a double header because you know I'm out here supporting but right now, yeah, we're looking pretty good. I'm excited. I think the women's team had a pretty decent – the the break was good because I think it allowed them to kind of reset. I think they had a long run last year uh, with that deep run into the Champions League plus the, the FA Cup run and, you know, the Super League uh, win and all that stuff. So um, I think, you know – the girls deserved a little bit of a, of a of a rest, and not that it was a, a planned holiday, but n- nice little holiday to kind of recharge. And the and the form has kind of shown. Now, if we can pick up some points in the Super League, I think it'll be you know back back to order. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's it's nice being a Chelsea fan because we've got the best two coaches in the world. So um, Emma Hayes is gonna have those girls ready to play. And uh, if you are not if if you're a, if, you know if you're a female supporter or a women supporter out here and you're hopefully it's to my podcast, um, I know I, I saw uh, one of my former gymnastics moms she put on her Facebook uh, like a week ago she was like, "You know, my daughter's really into soccer now and she's looking for some teams to kind of get into, and I don't really know a whole lot. I mean Emma Hayes is a phenomenal coach. The Chelsea's Women's organization is a phenomenal like club. Um, you know Barcelona is kind of the piece of results right now they they are immaculate as far as the the women's side um but Chelsea is right right up there so I think and there's a lot of clubs I think that right now in the women's Super League that are, are are teams you can get behind Ashton Villa uh Arsenal um who else City I mean even the United team is not that bad so I think it's we've got a lot of American talent who's playing in the Super League you know Tobin Heath plays for United for Manchester United so um or does she play for Arsenal? I don't know, but she's a huge women national team star. She plays for the Women's Super League. So, either way, um, yeah, I definitely. I mean, Emma Hayes is, is the is the class of the Super League, and I think Chelsea is the class of the Super League. So, um, definitely a club to get behind. But. Um, We'll see how things go with these upcoming fixtures. Again, we play the 29th against the Ashton Villa team in the FA Cup. And then we'll turn around and play again on the 2nd against United with our fir- next Super League matchup in league against City on the 6th. So, um, yeah. Then we move to uh, to the Chelsea boys. So, like I mentioned at the beginning, they are on holiday. So, right now we are kind of just in a limbo, I guess. The results haven't been Bad. Okay, hold on. Let me just pump my brakes real quick because I gotta I gotta just say this piece. I gotta say this piece because recognizing that it's been a year under Thomas Tuchel. Um man, I just wanna say first, thank you to Frank. Uh I know there are probably other Chelsea supporters that would be like, Man, shut the hell up, talking about Frank, but I think it's important to recognize that Frank played a really huge part in why our club was as successful as it was when we got Thomas last year. And and I think I'm going to look at it from a different angle. A lot of people take it from the youth aspect. I think getting guys like Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, Kyle Tamore, um, Reese James, like getting these young guys into the lineups, getting them a lot of minutes was really nice, and we're seeing them really flourish and play very, very well under Thomas now. But I'm going to take it from this angle. Let's, Let's look at how Antonio Rudiger... Is playing football right now. And Frank Lampard had Antonio Rudiger on the bench for Kurt Zuma and for for Kyle Tomore. Not that I don't love Kurt Zuma. Not that I don't love Fick. And I kind of wish we still had both of them right now, especially with the center back issues that we're having. Um, But Antonio Rudiger is right now one of, if not the best, center back in all of the world. And Chelsea football, if you happen to somehow get the link to this podcast and Roman Abramovich hears this, please give him all of the money. 400,000 pounds a week? Fuck it. Give it to him. You got it. We know you got it. We all know you got it, Roman. Yeah, Roman, we know it. So why not just give it to him? Because the man is the best center. I mean, he's playing Back four? Don't matter. Back three? Don't matter. Back five? Who cares? You want me to play just two? Fine. You want me to go by, by myself? Sure. Want me to score some goals? Of course. I mean, he's literally doing everything we need. I like to think of him as the Draymond Green of our team. Like, if you know soccer and you know basketball, which I know my boy Kurt, if he listens to this and he hears that analogy, I'm going to text him and tell him that I said this, but that's who he is to Chelsea. He brings the attitude. He brings the stink. He gives you the face. He gives you that... He, I mean, just—he just makes you want to just run through a wall, and then, then just you know, if you're playing Halo, just you know, you know what we do, you know what we do. Mm, yeah, give him a little bit. Of, that's what he's the, hes that guy. Like you could be playing with a bunch of your friends. I was playing with a bunch of my guys on Halo last night, and one of them was like, "Oh, it's Teabag season. We are friends." You know us. We're, we're, we're pals. We're not supposed to teabag each other. Who cares? I'm doing it. That's Antonio Rudiger. That's who he is to our team. That's what we need. He is the heart of our – like, Tiago Silva has been playing phenomenal. It's like the guy is the Benjamin – like, Thomas Tuchel said it. He's the Benjamin Button of football right now. Like, I don't understand what it is about this center back pairing, but they are – that has got to be – top three best center back pairing in the world. I mean, somebody out there can give me two better. Sure, we can have an argument about it, but it's got to be at the very least top three because other than this last recent run of form where we've been really banged up and we've had a lot of injuries, our wing backs have been gone. We had guys out for COVID. Our lineups have been all over the place. I mean, Lord, we have a, a... game in hand on city and two games in hand on liverpool so we are the only team who didn't get a hulk didn't for real get a break at all we've played we play like this is our first real holiday like this is the first real chance the boys have gotten to not play in months right so it's we are it, other than this last recent recent bit of form those two had clean sheet, after clean, sheet after clean, sheet after clean 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 sheet. I can keep going because for a while the Chelsea uh, Twitter page would just retweet the same thing every weekend because it would just be relevant. And that's what we did. So it's, man, I am just, mm, it really grinds my beans because if at our best, when we are healthy, Antonio Rudiger propels us right to to this place of just pure class and for months frank lampard had him on the bench so i say thank you to frank because i honestly don't believe if frank didn't have him on the bench for thomas to put him in to to have to have this sort of how dare you? Kind of moment. This is where that attitude comes from. I like to think of like Draymond and the Steve Kerr argument, where we the, all the reports came out that Draymond and Steve Kerr had this huge blow up in, in the locker room, and then they, you know, the, the KD Draymond thing. Like these little moments with Rudiger along the way with Frank that kind of got him in bad fortune and it had him on the bench. Like that turned us up, <laughs> and, and then our defense, our defense led to to we didn't score a lot of goals last year. I mean, let's put it, let's really think about it. We won the final 1-0 on a counter and a very well-slotted ball to Kai Havers as he goes around the keeper. I mean, as a Chelsea fan, you just know these things, right? But, like, it ain't like we was out there scoring buckets after buckets. Like, City and Liverpool were still scoring goals and and the the offense was explosive while we were getting 1-0 wins and 2-0 wins here and there. You know, things like that. So... The defense is what propelled us to winning the Champions League, to then following that up with a Super Cup win, to now getting a chance to win the League Cup, to now getting a chance to go out and win the Club World Cup. So that starts with a great transfer, a great free transfer under Frank Lampard of Thiago Silva, and then again, right, that comes from another Just maybe poor handling or whatever the situation was, but that external motivation that helps that already passionate, intrinsic motivation, those two together, that center back pairing has become immaculate. So I say thank you, Frank, for sitting Rudiger on the bench. And then I go into Thomas Tuchel, because this year of him, I mean... Come on, guys. The flu- fluidity of his ability to tactically shift us has been amazing. We've gone from playing with three at the back and two wingbacks so now we're sitting with four at the back because we don't have wingbacks. And now we've got guys like Malang Sarr looking amazing. We've got Trevor Chaloba looking fantastic. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sit here with my hands up in the sky, and I'm going to admit it. I was not and still am not consistently on the Hakim Ziyech train. But these last few weeks – He's looked great. I mean, that goal this past weekend against Tottenham. Oh my goodness, that top ends, it deserves to go in a museum. Like how, mm, peace to resistance. But like, it's it's Thomas's ability to to think in the moment, some of his substitutions over the last year that he's made in second half of games, his ability to man, to to, to just man manage these guys, like, with with the Conte thing, and I love N'Golo Conte. He's world class. He's just the injury proneness of him. So, like, even the way Thomas has been able to manage him and play him in big games and limit his minutes and allow him to be, uh, you know, really impactful in small small stints has been fantastic. Now, if the board and Again, maybe, we don't know. We don't know. As fans, we like to accuse and point fingers and blah, 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 this, that, that, support him, back him, blah, blah, blah. But we need signings. We need to go, and it's okay. Yes, Malang Sar has looked great at left center back. Like, that's, he's our left back, whatever, in this back four system. And that's fantastic. We get more development. We have Trevor Chalobo on the horizon. We have a possibility of getting Reese James back for the Club World Cup. These are all phenomenal things, but we still need to go sign. In other places, because we're going to have to get rid of Marcus Alonso. We're going to have to let go of guys like Ross Barkley. We're going to have to figure out what Christian Pulisic's future looks like at Chelsea. Even Hakim Ziyech isn't happy with his minutes. And guys like Timo Werner, Romelu Lukaku, like, they're not getting us the goals we need. And Kai Havertz is amazing. Why is he sitting on the bench? So, like, we have so much depth issues, even Ruben Loftus-Cheek, People are talking about bringing back Armand Broja. We can have Conor Gallagher come back. I mean, we have so many options of these young pieces and guys to play in and put in positions and do all these things with but eventually the club gets bloated right there's too many guys there's too many position battles there's so much happening we've got to be able to figure out what our best starting 11 and then our second best starting 11 looks like so we can rotate like clubs like city do and then we can go chase for the title but we also have to be able to score goals because that's the problem we can't score goals like other than against clubs like tottenham We don't score a lot of goals. I mean, 1-1 draw to Brighton. 1-0 loss to City. I mean, hell, even in the second leg of the Tottenham game, 1-0 win to Tottenham. Oh, sorry, five past Chesterfield. Thank thank God. But, like, it ain't like we're out here scoring a bunch of goals. You know what I'm saying? So I think we need to go out and figure out just at the top. But I'll get into that. I'm going to go back into this year of Tuchel has been fantastic just because of the fact that, Even with all of this, all of these issues that I get derailed into, he's found a way to win a Champions League. He's found a way to win the Super Cup. I mean, let's just think about the year the guys had. He's won the UEFA Trophy, uh, UEFA Coach of the Year. He won the FIFA Coach of the Year. He won the German Manager of the Year. We were FA Cup finalists. We are now League Cup finalists. I mean, it's what more can he do? What more does he have to do to, to, for us to be like, thank you, please never leave, um, stay forever? Because that's not something that happens at Chelsea, but every other big club who wins a lot, it does. Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, forever. City, um, Pep Guardiola, forever. Everybody else? Nah, well, who cares? They're not good. See what I'm saying? Like, they, they're not consistently one and two. We want to be consistently one and two. We got to do what one and two are doing. Like, they're not getting rid of coaches every year. So, I'm excited. This last year has given me, as a Chelsea fan, a lot of hope and excitement for what the future holds. I mean, I expect us to go win the Club World Cup. I expect us to beat Liverpool in the League Cup final. Um And I expect us to get back into the FA Cup final. And who knows what can happen with this race. I think right now what? We are sitting in third place. Again, yes, we have a game. We are a game up on City and two games up on Liverpool and sitting currently 10 points out of first place. So it'll take a a huge, huge, huge miracle for us to get realistically back into the title race. But anything's possible. Aside from that, We've got a chance to go win two more trophies just in the month of February, and an FA Cup final right on the horizon, and still Champions League because we've got a really great draw in the Champions League with Lille in our first in our first knockout stage. So I'm I know that in Ted Lasso, it's the hope that kills you, but you know he's a positive guy, so. I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna tap the believe sign. And I'm gonna say that we could get we still got a chance for at least four more trophies, guys, as Chelsea fans. And we weren't saying that under Frank. We weren't, I mean, maybe under Conte. Not under Mourinho the second time, maybe. I don't you know. uh, But I think we got a realistic chance to put ourselves in a position to have a lot of hardware this year and 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 be looking towards a, another good realistic run at the Premier League next year. Because we started off really well. But I think more than anything, scheduling injuries, scheduling and injuries played a huge role into why we are in the position that we're in right now, not so much our our team. Because if we were healthy through these stretch of games or if we had the same amount of time off or whatever, you know, the same cancellations and all these things as these other clubs, I think then we are in a better position to be still chasing the Premier League title now. But a lot of things didn't go in our favor and that's okay. So we can't blame that on Thomas, we can't blame that on the team. We can just kind of take it as it comes, you know, look at the games as they are, look at the results for how they come, you know, analyze what happens in those matches and then move on cuz aside from that, we are spoiled as Chelsea fans right now that we we haven't had a lot of we haven't had a lot of missteps. I mean, to be real, it's not like we are even that that bad a team. We've got 47 points. We're sitting in third. We're nine points ahead of Manchester United. Even though they've got two games in hand on us, so what? They're not that good. And a lot of the teams that's from four and down, I mean, put us one-on-one against them any day I team take us. So – We're chasing two really, really, really great clubs, and we have a manager who is going to be capable of putting us in position to continue to chase them and overtake them in in coming years as long as we do this thing right. So um, this last year of Thomas has been fantastic. Um, I hope that there is many more years of Thomas as we move forward. I know that Chelsea is not a club to keep managers around, but I hope that this time we change our tune. So – yeah, that's that's my spill, spill on that. But in terms of re- Chelsea's recent form, I know I kind of touched on it a little bit. We are hoping to get some guys back here soon. Reese James is apparently a fortnight, which for you guys who don't know what that means, that's two weeks away from training um, with the first team, which puts him in contention to be playing in the Club World Cup, which is super important um, because if we can have him playing in that, then we have a really good chance of winning that because I think defensively and offensively he helps us a lot um he frees up our right side that allows us to be able to be more fluid with whatever we do in terms of playing with a back 3 versus a back 4 because then we can put like a guy like we can put Reece James on the right we can you know fool around with the idea of playing a guy like um you know Malangzar at left and allowing it to look more like a 3 with a guy like Alonzo playing as a wing back and not having to feel so so insecure because we've been doing that but having Cesar Aspilequeta having to play you know, that right back or, you know, and even recently Trevor Chaloba has been hurt and who knows what the hell is going on with Andrzej Christensen. So like our center back, options haven't, haven't been, haven't been really deep. So the fact of even getting him back and the fact that Trevor Chaloba kind of close to coming back too, um, these are just good things as far as our depth, our, our, again, our ability to be more fluid formationally, um. And Reese was in great form before he he got hurt, so um, just allowing him to come back and see hopefully the same Reese we saw before Christmas uh, will be nice because the dude was not only playing well defensively, he was starting for the English squad, he was scoring goals for Chelsea. Um, I mean, him and Mason Mount were looking – him, Mason Mount, and Ben Chinwell were looking fantastic, so – Yeah, it'll be nice to have Reese James back. Um, I think it's been important that Hakam Ziyech has been playing well. Two goals in the last two games. Um, This last one, of course, I mentioned it was uh, fantastic. Top bins, right side of the goal or right side of the box uh, from outside the box, going top bins, left far post corner. Um, I mean, you couldn't have slotted that ball any more perfectly than the guy did. So um, definitely claps to Hakam in the chat. But um, I need the I need the form to be consistent. It can't just be against you know tottenham it's got to be against everybody and i think it's got to be in every competition that he plays in and even though he's been playing well i still think that havers should be starting over him so um i don't i don't know why havers isn't playing right now to be honest like the dude is i don't know i don't know you know he came back from covid and had the injury, so maybe that's the second time around getting the COVID. He got it the last – he got it went under Frank, too, and he was pretty bad He got it when he got it that time. Um, so, who knows what the effects are doing to him now, and maybe he's, you know, still not ready. But I think at this point getting the guy in – and, you know, after the holiday we'll see because a lot of guys will be recharged, rested, ready to go. So, we'll have a lot of games coming thick and fast. Lots of rotation will be happening. So, maybe guys are just kind of biding their time, right? So, um, Uh, You know, claps Ziyech for taking taking the opportunities by the scruff and scoring some goals and playing some pretty decent minutes. Um, Unlike some guys, like Lukaku has still kind of looked poor. His first touches haven't been amazing. Some of these passes haven't been great. even his runs. I mean, I love when him and Timo are playing together, so I hope that we continue to see more of that um, because I think that has provided a lot of opportunities for guys to score. And, and even Lukaku's presence in the box has allowed guys like Callum Hudson-Odoi to be way more open at the back post You know, for a lot of the runs, especially he was making a ton of them against Tottenham. So um, there have been chances. There have been opportunities for Romulo to play well. There have been chances and opportunities for guys like Timo when he's played to get goals. Um, I'm not really sure on Christian right now. Uh, That's why I think this kind of international run will be good for him. He hadn't played for a while with the injury he got in the last international window. Um, And then he hasn't been playing really at all much for Chelsea. Um, So, you know, there's news that him and Hockham and Timo Werner will be looking for other teams next year, which, I mean, I think, you know, that's, you know, fair to them, fair play to them. They're not playing a lot of minutes under Tuchel. And, you know, I think even as much as we love Timo – um, you know, he's not really doing the job that we signed him for. So, unless something crazy happens, um, you know, maybe there'll be other options, but I also think that Timo and, and Romelu Lukaku will be very prosperous if given the opportunity, so I'm not on the boat to want to get rid of him by any means, but I also want to see him step up a little bit. Now, when it comes to Christian and Hakam, I mean, am I going to try to cop that Christian Pulisic jersey before he goes? Oh, for sure, um, but if he goes and plays somewhere else, I'd still be happy for him. i still cheer for him, just like I do with Jaden Sancho for Borussia Dortmund. I'm talking so fast, i got to slow down. Um, I still rock that I still rock that. Jaden Sancho jersey. I may not like him playing for United, but um, he's still my guy. So I think it comes down to, for me, I want to see Christian play. I want to see him be successful. And I think if he has an opportunity to go play at a big club somewhere else, he should. And with Hockham, I just don't really care, to be honest. I mean, I was excited when we made the signing, but then when I think about it, I was only excited because I remember what he did to us. Outside of that, I didn't really know much about him. So if he leaves and goes somewhere else, if we can do better, which we can with – Havertz in our midfield, then he should be able to go leave and play somewhere and do better. And he, by all means, deserves that right. So if we get rid of him or if he goes signs to somebody else in the summertime, by all means, that's just more money to give to Antonio Rudiger because at the core of all of this, if we – cannot re-sign these center backs, which is looking like Andres Christensen is going to be out the door. There's a good chance we are probably not going to sign Aspilicueta, only because I I don't think it's by any means a like a, 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 not a, de- a desire of not wanting to have him. But I just think if you look at it in terms of his age, um, kind of what Thomas is doing moving forward with this back three, fluid back four, more attacking, defensive-minded, younger, more pace, like – I just don't think Aspie fits that system anymore. And as much as a legend, much of a club legend as he'll be, he'll get the same love as uh, John Terry. He'll still get the same love as Frank. He'll still get the same love as Didier Drogba. He'll still get the love, same love as Cahill. He'll still get the same love as all these guys that we love, like, you know, that we hold dear in our hearts. Um, but. You know everybody's time kind of runs their course, so I think it will be interesting. I don't think that Aspie will be back. I think that maybe a move to Barcelona—that's kind of what they do, right? Pick up the old good guys, um, allow them any Spanish. So oh, that's that's definitely what they do. Um, so maybe playing for a Spanish team will be nice for him, and you know, kind of as he—I'm not saying he's winding down his career by any means, but as he gets to the end, to the back end, right? You know, of the career, maybe that'll be a good move for him. But um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be important that we sign. Antonio Rudiger. We've already extended Thiago Silva by a year. Um, Andres Christensen, again, looks like he's out the door. Uh, we've got some good young guys in Trevor Chalobah, Malang Sar, who are playing pretty well, who we can kind of put into the rotation now Ben Chio will be back next year uh Reece James will still be there I think we do have to go sign another left wing back because Alonzo's not going to do it and we're obviously not going to get Emerson Palmieri back we're not getting them back now uh, it's, they're not ending their loan early now and we're not going to need him at the end of the year so I don't see why we would go chase him at the end of the year um so yeah I think we have to go sign another left back but I think it is very, very, very important that, that first, the first and most important thing that Chelsea does right now is try to figure out a way to get Antonio Rudiger to sign a contract. So um, the clock is kind of ticking on that, right? And if we don't solve that problem, as much as the Timo Werner leaving, Hakim Ziyech, Christian Pulisic leaving news could be a shock, if Antonio Rudiger leaves, you might as well go ahead and call it a, call it a defensive rebuild. Because that if we lose Antonio Rudiger, Andres Christensen, and Cesare Spiliqueta, and then have to rely on Tiago Silva to play with the, like, not 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 that Tiago can't do it, but have to pair it with a new center back or have to figure out how to work with one of these young guys. I mean, we got to hope Ben Chilwell and Rich James don't get hurt to play left and right center back because whoever's rotating in and out of center back with Tiago Silva is going to have to kind of figure it out on the fly, like on the job, and it's good that they're getting minutes now, and they're playing in a lot of different defensive positions, so they'll have a lot of versatility, but – it's it's still not a very a- appetizing thought to have to think of that. That's going to be our starting center back pairing next year that we're going from Antonio Rudiger and Thiago Silva to Chiloba and Silva, our Sar and Silva, our, you know, we've been linked with Suolf, Suel, Suel? I don't know. He plays with Bayern Munich. But him and Silva. Like, I just, I, w- I would prefer to keep doing what we're already doing. And I think that we're already comfortable with that, right? So... Yeah, that's that's the number one thing right now that Chelsea needs to do. It's find a way to extend Antonio Rudiger's contract till the rest of eternity, forever and always. Um, whatever Liverpool did with Virgil Van Dyke, whatever spell they cast, we need to go ahead and get that. And uh, uh, yeah, call Hogwarts. It's right down the street. Let them know uh, we need that forever binding spell that you guys use to keep him here forever. Because Antonio Rudiger don't need to go. Don't need to go n- n- nowhere. Period. So. Um, that is the biggest issues for us. I think going into these next few fixtures, we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to play a back four probably until we know Reece James is back for sure. Um, again, the, the 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 recharge, the ability to get a couple weeks off will be nice. Getting off of the wins over Tottenham, which I just want to point out, we are four and zero against Tottenham this year. So, uh, Kurt, suck it. I mean, they haven't even scored a goal against us so far And like I think the last five or six matches against us. So. Booyah! Um, London is always going to be blue, guys. Don't ever just don't ever forget that. But yeah, I think with the recharge, the holiday, the boys got um, our next couple fixtures. We've got the FA Cup on the fifth of February, playing Plymouth. So I mean, that should be a pretty. You know, we should take that one. Um, then we've got the Club World Cup starting February 9th. No club to be – our club hasn't been announced yet. Um, but then our postponed match, first postponed match in the Premier League, whoop, whoop, um, against Arsenal. But I think that's just purely because of the FA the, – the Club World Cup that we're playing. Um, and then, yeah, we don't have another league match again until the 19th. So we play Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, at Park, so – We got some time before we actually have to play a significant match in league, and then you know this FA Cup match coming up against, which I'm I'm expecting us to probably play a lot of our younger guys. I don't think we'll play as strong. I mean, I I know the FA Cup is important, and I don't think that Thomas Tuchel by any means will take it um, take it lightly, but I don't expect us to play a super strong squad even coming off of a break. So. Yeah, I think he'll give most of our main guys a little more time off going into the Club World Cup that following week uh, because he's already acknowledged that's an extraordinary prize and a big trophy that we want to go win now. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to see what that starting 11 will look like on the 5th, but we'll talk about that, I guess, in a week <laughs> when we get there. So, um, yeah, that's not there's not really much else to the talk today. I think um, – Again, with the year of Thomas, it's been exciting. Uh, I think we've been put in a pretty good position to, again, win four trophies this year and run a quadruple, even five. Well, we have to be six trophies, seven trophies in a year. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. If he wins all these trophies, it'll be fantastic. Um, if we can get back-to-back Champions League, I'll give back-to-back cha- – I would give my soul parts of it for back-to-back Champions Leagues. I'll give that over all these other trophies. We could burn out of every other trophy this year if we win the Champions League again. I'll take it. I don't care. No, I don't want to say that. Because I want the Club World Cup. Because I want to have that, that I want have that patch on our trophy when we go win the Champions League. So if anything, we can lose the, the League Cup. We can lose the FA Cup again if it means that we're going to win back-to-back in the Champions League and have the Club World Cup on top of the Super Cup and the Champions League from last year. I'll take those. I'll take those four trophies in a year and a half under Thomas Tuchel. I'll do it. Worth it. But um, yeah, that's pretty much my spiel for today So I am excited It's been another great day Of Chelsea talk and soccer walks I don't know what this podcast is ever going to be called It's always going to be red and blue to me um, Even if it's just me I I'll just have to be half red, half blue I figure out where the red comes from I don't got no teams that wear red But maybe it'll just be the blood inside my heart That the other half is blue blood for Chelsea? Red blood to keep me alive. Blue blood because I'm Chelsea all the way through. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But in the meantime, I will forever be the blue. I am in my flash guy on all social medias. Whether that's um, Twitter, whether that's Instagram. My name is just Will. Don't look me up on Facebook though. I won't. I will not accept you. Um, and if you want to be friends on Spotify, we can do that too. Cause I got some bomb ass playlists that you guys can go jam to. So. Um, yeah, that's another week. For me, I am out 5,000. I hope you guys have, again, a happy Friday, a fantastic weekend. I'm getting the booster tonight, so I'm going to just be conked out for the rest of the weekend. There's no Chelsea soccer for me to watch. But don't forget, Sunday at 4 o'clock, the U.S. men's national team does play Canada. Huge game in the hexagonal. We've got to win it to go top of the table and put ourselves in cruise control for that qualifying spot into the World Cup. So... Yeah, we're almost there, guys. We are almost there. But that's it for me today. The Blue is checking out. I hope you guys have a fantastic Friday. Peace.